0: Hello, everybody. Welcome in. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. This is the Fantastics, My Fantasy Fix DFS golf podcast and Skeeter the NFL week one wrapping up the fall swing just getting started. The break was short. We're back at it, man. It's Fortinet championship time. Uh, Before we get into it, though. I guess we should take a look back at the tour championship. Uh, yeah, I remember Cantlay and Rom dueling in essentially a two days worth of match play, maybe even four days worth of match play. Maybe. Um, what if any takeaways do you have from the tour championship and Patty ice becoming the newest tour champion, or is there even anything to take away from it as we move into the fall swing here?
1: Um, I guess the only th- well, first of all, boy, this is such a long break. I really hope you enjoyed your long break from uh, one season to the next. I mean,
0: yeah, well. I actually uh, I went on a uh, fast um, where I uh, only drank beer and water and <laughs> ate food for that week.
1: <laughs> Wait, <how laughs> I don't even
0: know what the heck I was just trying to say. I, like, I got into it. I was like, I got nothing. I'm an idiot.
1: I was like, how's that different than normal for you?
0: It, it's not um, any different, actually. Yeah, I fasted from uh, from staring at the television. While I was uh, getting ready on a Sunday morning. Oh wait, no, that's not true because I was watching a little European tournament when you text me and said <laughs> that Kiredac was winning uh, <laughs> yesterday. So even even with the one day one week break from PGA tour, I was still watching some golf come Sunday morning. That
1: was my favorite thing. Like I'm on the radio like oh you because know, 'cause I'm starting to see the Kiredek images on Twitter, like, oh. I was like, Oh, I gotta text James this one. And you're like Yeah, hey, like oh. so you tune in and you're like yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for ruining my pregame here. I'm now distracted.
0: I'm supposed to be getting ready to go downtown for the Bengals game, and instead I'm watching uh, <laughs> European Tour golf.
1: <laughs> You're probably one of, like, two people who even knew the Euro BMW. It was in Bengals Stadium yesterday. Uh, I was more than one
0: of two, I bet you. Okay. There's got to be a – out of the the – Whatever I, I assume it was I don't I don't know if it was sold out at sixty five thousand but more than more than one or two knew what was going on over there maybe not many more
1: all right fine when I was doing my radio show I mentioned I'm sure nobody was you know like Who, why the heck are you talking about Kierdek Alfie Af- Barnard Still uh, that's best name in golf
0: it it is one of the best ones so well, yeah not a long break but you know what I mean uh, that's I guess that's the nature of the sport of golf, right? There really just isn't no. a long break. You guys, the the players take their own little break when they want to, but the tournaments continue.
1: Yeah, no. Back to the Tour Championship. I I had Rory. I was kind of hoping he'd make it run. Right. He never did, and and Kevin Na kind of what he did was kind of what I was hoping Rory or Xander would do. But uh, yeah, Na certainly uh, gave himself some chances, um, but in the end. Yeah, I can't always able to hold off. And, I, you know, it came down to the hottest golfer. Maybe maybe he was the best golfer in the year. he did win three times before the Tour Championship in ROM, who was probably the best golfer. So, um, yeah, in the end, I mean, it's probably down to the right two guys. And, you know, everybody else is kind of like, yeah, okay. But I wish there was a little more action as far as that goes, but that's okay.
0: Not my original thought, but uh, worth pointing out. If Rom doesn't come down with coronavirus at the memorial, finishes that tournament, the difference in points for him and Patrick Cantlay was uh, at least going to be a one stroke difference from where their two starting points are, which would have changed the outcome of the tour championship, which it certainly could have.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Rom doesn't seem like the guy who's going to sit there and reflect on that and be, you know, like, think, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I lost this.
0: No, but it's still very interesting to look at it, right? Because if he doesn't get disqualified uh, from that for uh, for the coronavirus, then he's not only the tour champion, probably. Uh, you can't assume that, but I assume it. He's also yeah. then golfer of the year, without a doubt.
1: Right, yeah. Didn't he still win golfer of the year?
0: I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I As soon as that tour championship ended, it was nonstop football, brother.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's true. I'm with you. you know, I did see Zalatoris win rookie of the year today.
0: But isn't he going to be a rookie on tour next year? Is he on tour yet?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's officially a member now.
0: Oh, congratulations, Will.
1: Yeah, this is, uh, despite the fact he couldn't play in the playoffs to make the tour championship, even though he would have because he was so good. But uh, anyway, that's my tour championship recap, which is a lot of nonsense about not anything but the tour championship. So
0: Yeah, but it was fun. Oh, it it was it was uh, it was fun. I uh, you know w- w- we'll discuss the format and whatever in about a year from now again. But I enjoyed it. But it is time for the fall swing, my man. You ready to get into it? Absolutely. All right. So we have the Fortinet Championship, um, formerly Safeway. You tell me what's going on here, brother. Uh, Napa, California. What's the deal?
1: It's just basically they changed the name, so new sponsor, which which always throws me off. Like a little bit, yeah. Like you know, we're used to it being called one thing, and then now it's you know now it's a different name. um, kind of like when they went for the web dot com tour to the corn ferry tour, like I like the I like the one was called the web dot com even though I've gotten you know I've accepted the corn Ferry at this point, so
0: I mean, it's still the Nike tour to me,
1: oh, or nationwide tour if I really want to go back
0: yeah it's it's the corn Fairy.
1: okay. So seventy-two hundred yards, par seventy-two. Um, eighteen is a par five. In fact, I think yeah, nine and eighteen are both par five. So ending on Friday, if you're sweating a cut, so hopefully you you know hopefully your guy does well on that. Uh, pretty, yeah, it looks like they're all pretty birdieable. In fact, wow, 17, eight, or 16, or 18, eighteen. Two par fives and it looks like potentially a drivable par four at three sixty-two have birdie rates above twenty percent. So. It's not a long course. A lot of holes from 400 450 yards uh, kind of mix into the, into the grouping here. So the only kind of defense this has is apparently it's a little tough to hit fairways. But um, we last year we saw the cut at minus four. You had usually kind of been around even one under par, but it's kind of gotten down a little bit in recent years. So probably expect a minus three, minus four um, cut line. Um so, I'm just kind of looking at T to Green, fairways, gain, approach, the usual stats version better. Emphasis on par fours, 400, 450, par five strokes gained. And I'm just going to take a look at some of these wedge ranges, 125 to 150, and then your 200 plus yards for the par fives. But um, it just seems like it's another score fest, and, um, you know, minus 20 kind of seems like it might be a winning score here. Um, one thing that's curious to me is I was looking at, th- at the former winners, and, um, if if you're one who constantly looks for the tournament history file, it's not on my fantasy fix right now. I don't know if I'll get up there or not, but it will be. There will be a link to it at the bottom of the description of the podcast. So, where we put the timestamps, there'll be a link to the uh, to the tour history file. Let's see if you can figure out there I want to see if you have the same thing in co- knows the same thing in common as I do for these former winners: Brandon Steele, Cam Champ, Emiliano Grillo. Jimmy Walker, I don't know about Blixed, and then, um, yeah, I guess that's it. Anything kind of strike to you, Kevin Tway, anything common about those golfers? That
0: you I'm get? trying to think. I mean, Champ can vomit. Steely really doesn't. Uh,
1: Tway can. Grillo. Yeah, Walker. Yeah, so I don't think it's
0: I, – I, I'm guessing you're going to go with putting here.
1: Bad putters. Like – I think these are guys, you know, Greelo especially has some struggles putting. Jimmy Walker's mm-hmm. never been there. Cam Champ, I don't remember him being a real great putter. So, and like, I'm looking at putting, but I don't know, you know, it almost feels like this is a tournament where maybe if you're not the best putter, it might not hurt you so much.
0: Putting it so tight with these low numbers, maybe you just don't have to be a great putter.
1: Yeah, grades of regulation, a prayer fairly uh, are higher than tour average here, and. Even a couple of the guys I've already bet kind of fit the uh, not great putting mode and boy, they jump out a little bit and one of them has a decent course history here. So I don't know. That's just something I kind of thought of like looking at these past winners like there's lots of some bad putters that have won here. So maybe it's good news for some of our guys we like every week that can't putt.
0: Well, we'll find out about that. Are we ready to get into the field? Anything else you want to discuss about the Silverado country club before we get there?
1: I don't. Uh, you know, I think winter gets a, Nice barrel with the, I do don't know if it comes with wine or not, but um, but yeah, I think you know they'll be touring some wines uh, in Napa this week.
0: Well, sounds wonderful. Unfortunately, Miguel Angel Jimenez not there.
1: Oh, would be perfect <laughs> for this. Well, no, um, no. See, into wine, I thought he did a hard liquor.
0: I think he's a wine drinker. He might be a liquor guy too, but I'm pretty sure he's a wine drinker. Cigars and wine, I think, go together. Well, maybe liquor. I don't know. I'm not a wine guy. I'm not a cigar guy either, for that matter. I'm
1: sure he would be into both.
0: Yeah, he'd probably take it. Yeah, he'd probably take what you give him. Uh, All right, let's get into this field here. And um, one of the guys we talked about is at the top of the field as we were getting talking toward championship. And that's the guy who almost won it, John Rahm. He leads us off in the 10K plus tier at 12-1. Hideki Matsuyama's 11. Webb Simpson, 10-8. Will Zalatoris ten five, Kevin Na, 10K even. Skeeter, interesting 10K tier. Who stands out to you?
1: Um, The guy that's 3.5 to 1, and I don't remember ever seeing that number on a golfer pr- non-tour championship pre-tournament odds. It's Rahm at, at uh, 12-1. Like, by the way, I don't remember the last time we saw a golfer, about 12 either in a non-tour championship. Like, This is uncharted territory, but... He is the class in this field. Number one, Tina Green. Birdies are better. Proximity for 200-plus yards. His wedge range is actually 140th, so not great there, but everything else, real stellar. I mean, it's just a matter of your lineup build, but he feels the safest. He is the safest at 12-1. It's an expensive price, but, you know, with some of these corn fairy graduates kind of floating around, the sevens and the sixes, I think you can make it work and still feel fine.
0: I'm going to have to go Kevin Na. Yeah. And it's price. I mean, look, if Rom was 11.5, if I find out that it's easy, you know, as I start to build, I mean, Rom will, if he fits in a build, I'll put him in there. But for me, it's got to be Kevin Na to start with uh, here on Monday when we record because he's been playing outstanding golf and he's the cheapest guy. Like, really, outside of Rom, he's probably playing the best golf maybe of anyone in the field, period. So I got to go with Kevin Na at 10K.
1: Yeah, he's my second. I mean, he rates third. I mean, he's played, he played great in the Tour Championship. Um, maybe this is a little, you know, wants to be, you know, try to get a little bit of uh, redemption for not even being mentioned, you know, not getting a uh, invite to the Ryder Cup. Um, but 13 Tina green, first that par four for 4450, fourth and birdies and better, seventh and putting. I mean, it all kind of fits here for Kevin Na. And, yeah, I think you do have to think about, the, you know, recent form here. You know, second at Wyndham, eighth at Northern Trust, second at John Deere, seventeenth at BMW, third tour championship. Like he's treading in the right direction. I can't imagine a week off, you know, is really gonna alter a whole lot of things. So I don't you know, he's number two for me. If I if I just fall and have a build that I really like, then I you know or if I play three lineups, Nas is gonna be part of them.
0: I think Rahm's my number two. Because uh, he's playing so good. Yeah. The price is a little bit prohibitive. There are some other guys that I might take a look at because the reality is at this price, you probably need Rom to finish third or better yes. to be to be really successful with the lineup. So I'm, I'm contemplating going with good old favorite James Frederick Webb Simpson as number two. But for right now, I have to say Rom because he's just so much better. And at 12-1, I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard to figure out where I get that extra 1300 from Webb. But right now I gotta say Rom because he's playing so darn good. And he's yeah. played really this good for uh, all year,
1: all I mean, year. It's, it's, yeah. It's I think he, Rom's played here once too. I think and um, yeah, finished fifteenth. Kevin Na has a couple top tens in his history here, so yeah, I, I think yeah. We're I guess we're kind of on the same page. There's not much else to say.
0: Who are you fading?
1: I'm fading Hideki. Um, okay. I think he's played here a couple times as well.
0: He has, and he's been okay. I'm not gonna say great, as I'm looking for it. I think he was decent.
1: For the past, miscut two years ago, but I mean, what's this? I got too many screens open. He's 11k. Like it's 1,100 dollars discount from ROM is appropriate, but I've just I'd rather play now for a thousand less. I just a will be fine. I mean, just I don't know. Just. We're back to Hideki, where if you're playing him, you're hoping it's one of the spike weeks, and he certainly has that, but he did not really have a good tour championship. The putter looks like it's cooled off a little bit, which is nothing new for him, and maybe that's a, maybe that's a good thing for this course, but I just... <laughs>
0: I was thinking that.
1: I know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, maybe that's a good reason, but yeah, I just, I'm not there on Hideki. He's-
0: He's really – he's my fade too at the price, but I mean I, I don't know that I'd play Will Zalatoris either if we're mixing up a little bit just because he sits in between Na and Webb, two guys who I would go to. But I think Hideki is the easy fade of of the group here just because at 11K, Webb and Na make more sense I think to me.
1: Can I give you the dumb reason why I'm not fangs Zalatoris? Yeah. So this is the first tournament of the year, and I seem to remember a golfer, I think it was 2017 or 2018, I forget, another guy who probably would have made at least the second or third round of the playoffs, but he didn't get the win, so he missed the playoffs, and then he went on to win the first event, that I think I think it was the first event that he was eligible for, and that was at, the- at that time in the military tribute to the Greenbrier, and that was Joaquin Nieman. So I guess I'm just playing that narrative of, you know what, okay, here we go, his first official star as a member, you know, he was that special temporary member, watch him go win, and putting is usually uh, Zalatoris' little Achilles heel, and maybe that doesn't matter at this course. so that's my dumb reason why I'm not fading him.
0: Okay, I can get behind it, Uh, I've played some really silly narratives in my past, (laughs) I mean, hell, I fell in love with Charlie Hoffman because of his mullet to start with, so you're not going to get much argument from me there.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Are we ready to take it to the 9Ks? Yes. I think this is where uh, you get a little bit of an interesting group of names here, is this field is not as probably as deep as other fields we've had and we've been used to. And, and it so starts it's at 9
1: still deeper than the John Deere Classic. I'm
0: probably. not going to say that, but you had to get the mention in and so it's a fair statement. Yeah, absolutely. We'll start at 9,700 as Cam Tringali, then Mark Leishman at 95, Siwoo Kim, 93, Sebastian Munoz, 92, HV3, 91, Cam Champ, 9K even. Skeeter, who's your favorite play in this tier?
1: The person who's not playing, because I don't like anybody in this tier. Interesting.
0: Um, so you're all out on this tier.
1: I am. Like As far as stats-wise, if I had to play somebody's Munoz. He's been playing fairly well, ranks really well in the ball string categories, but not the par fives and wedge ranges aren't there for for me. But yeah, there's just nobody in this range that I'm really excited. I mean, if Kevin now was a hundred dollars cheaper, he would be by far my favorite play. And it wouldn't be close. So I'm kind of out on this nine K tier.
0: I'm not. Gimme Harold Varner the yeah. third. Cheap ninety one hundred has played really decent lately. I mean, not, he was 57th at the Wyndham, but the, of the other four tournaments he's played recently, 12th, 11th, and 15th at BMW Northern trust and Barracuda. And, He's got good history at Northern Trust, but those are those are two strong fields. Barracuda, not so much, but the two recent ones that he played well in, BMW and Northern Trust. And he's got a pretty good course history here, to Harold Varner III. He's also not playing for anything next week, Ryder Cup style. So, I think, you know, he's got to have all attention focused on this, as almost everyone in this field will. I
1: think but yeah, I think Rob's the only one who... Uh, he
0: might be. Webb's not on that team, right? No. Yeah, so he might be. Um give me hv3 i mean i get what you're saying
1: about this tier but give me hv3 as the favorite for me yeah no no i completely get it i think if if varner is like 700 cheaper then i'm on it but 9100 for a guy with who's been a consistent top 20 guy i i don't mind that in the low eights i don't know if i can do that in the nines
0: I see what you're saying. I mean, it's definitely not a comfortable price when it comes to H, to, to Varner. So I'm with you. Right. Uh, I I guess it's safe to say you don't have a second favorite play. <laughs> no. If you don't have a favorite play,
1: <laughs> that would be correct.
0: All right. And no, no interest in Champ here.
1: I mean, Champ is always a guy that you can play. I mean, former winner here. Yeah. He he does have that. I mean, that boom bust capability of him, like a Wu. You know, who's you know in this range as well, like. Like, you have to understand that you're you know, it's a pretty low floor, but has ex- extremely high ceiling. So, and as somebody who only plays one to three lineups, he's just not somebody that's going to enter my radar for those reasons.
0: Fair enough. I assume your fade,
1: then, is all six. <laughs> well, yes. But if you want a specific one, it's Leishman. Like,
0: it's got to be, right?
1: He's the best player historically in this range. He's just not playing like that right now.
0: Not even close. So, yeah, Leishman's my fate as well in this tier, and I'm with you. I mean, he's just – look, he's my favorite golfer out of this tier, but he's not playing great. So, I mean, it's an easy guy to to just go ahead and keep out of your lineups, and if he proves you wrong, you get him in next time. Right. Well, let's go to 8K then where I know there's (laughs) some love in this tier.
1: Yes, there is.
0: And we will start at the top, Emiliano Grillo, 89. The Seagull, Charlie Hoffman, comes in at 88. Max Homa, 87. Matt McNeely, 86, Chev- Chez Revi 85, Brennan Todd, 84, Brent Snedeker, 83, Stephen Yeager, 82, Phil Mickelson, 81, Taylor Gooch, 8K, Mito Piera, also 8K, Skeeter. Phil's not in the Ryder Cup, but he does have his eyes focused on it next week.
1: He does. Can okay, I tell you a quick Seagull story? Absolutely. If not, the not- answer's ever no, uh, Wake make sure
0: I, I've been kidnapped.
1: No no, no no unfortunately this is not involving Charlie Hoffman Seagull.
0: Uh, okay. I'm still interested.
1: So last week I had a I don't know where this came from somebody posted on Twitter a picture of like this guy who was arrested for shooting for trying to shoot a seagull that had just stolen his funnel cake. How quick how
0: I mean I live in Kentucky so maybe I know the answer but how quickly can you transition from losing your funnel cake to grabbing your your sidearm?
1: I don't know, it was uh, It was in Atlantic City, because I looked this up and apparently it was like a, it happened last year, so I see this, and I was like, good grief, I show the picture to a couple of my students, and one of my students is like, well, I would you shoot a seagull if he stole my funnel cake, I'm like, oh boy, okay, or they're like, well, what's wrong with it, I go, I'm not sure you should be on, you know, the boardwalk in Atlantic City by a beach, and just start pulling out your gun and popping it towards a seagull, like, you know, probably doesn't look very good.
0: Look very good. That's got to be incredibly illegal.
1: Well, that too. Yeah.
0: Incredibly illegal. <laughs>
1: uh, they didn't quite, I mean, they didn't
0: big quite, illegals.
1: They didn't quite fully understand. It. Like, yeah, this is a young, like young fire in a crowd. Like, that's just something. Yeah, you probably don't want to do. But, but anyway, I saw that. I was like, oh, I, you know, I thought of you because, of course, Seagull Charlie, Charlie <laughs> Hoffman. But <laughs> I know you'd you. never be shooting at uh, said Charlie Hoffman, even if it was a water gun, because you know, you would never do anything to harm your favorite Seagull.
0: You know, I would never, uh, Skeeter. If I was ever shooting anything at him, it would be air pistols after he made like Eagle at the memorial next year.
1: Or uh, popping champagne bottles and the cork is shooting us towards his direction just by mistake.
0: Not by mistake, because we're celebrating the win at Memorial next year.
1: All right. Or, Or Augusta, if he can somehow get there.
0: I know I can get a ticket to the memorial. Let's keep it to
1: that right now. Yeah, I'm sure Gus will not let you bring champagne. Anyway, before we even get more sidetracked than we already do, um, well, actually, I'm assuming Charles is your favorite play.
0: His course history is not good, but dude has been playing great. I mean, misses the tour championship by uh, just uh, – I mean, probably that water ball tee shot on, like, 15 or whatever it was on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I'd have to go back and say – I don't remember exactly what hole, but yeah, of course, he's been playing great. And, I mean, and out of this group, like – Max Homa maybe rivals him. Maybe someday Mito will. Phil clearly did a long time ago. Snedeker's had his run, but I mean, Charlie Hoff. okay, I just named half of the stupid field in 8K as I'm trying to make the point that Charlie's <laughs> the best player of them all. But you know what? Right now, he is the best player of them all. He um, really
1: is. Despite you mentioning half the 8K range, you didn't mention my player here. The first guy that I bet at 70-1, to Ches Reevy, who's 84, 80- was it 8,500,
0: I think? That is correct. He's 8,500.
1: Okay. Yeah, Ches at 8,500. Terrific course history. Hasn't missed a cut the past seven years. Third a year ago. Has a bunch of, has, you know, three of their top 20, 25 finishes. A couple 33rds. Like, short course putting doesn't matter, you know, as much as it might other courses. This feels like Ch- Ches Reby's name written all over it. Past 24 rounds. 15 to green. Second fairways gain, Eighth in approach. 25. 5th in opportunities gained 29th of par force for 400 450 11th in proximity for 200 plus everything fits here putting is not great but again you know maybe that doesn't matter here 8500 i think is a great price on Ches review
0: i'm not gonna argue with you there i guess i guess i'm gonna go brant snedeker It's my next guy
1: sure.
0: hasn't been playing particularly well he was for a little bit then he had missed a couple cuts. He wasn't great at the Northern Trust. But Snedz has got a decent little course history, too, here. And, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm not in love with this tier besides one particular player as I'm trying to scroll. What has Sned's done? A 17, a second, another 17, also a missed cut and a 57. So he's been all over the board, which is kind of where he's been over the past two months, too. I'll go with Sned's here.
1: Yeah. No, I, I get it. Um, he's kind of middling for me. Um, I, that's fine. Again, I, I really don't have a second here. If I did, I guess it'd be Grelo, even though I'm not paying nine hundred for him. Um, second approach, fifth burger better seventh opportunities gained. Former winner here, good proximity from two hundred plus yards. So I mean, I guess from that perspective, he makes sense. Hasn't really done much. I mean, he's made four or five cuts since his win at Silverado, but nothing really matching his win, which I believe was his first tournament coming from the corn or the now Corn Ferry Tour. Won this one and hasn't won since. You are really trying to convince me to, that you're a one lineup guy this week, huh? It's one to three. I have, like, 11 star, guys started right now, so that might just be enough for me to play three. I don't know.
0: Okay. Um, so nothing else positive in the 8Ks from you. Give me something negative. Who are you fading out of this group?
1: Oh, I think I have to fade the current PGA champion, Phil. Okay. I mean, he has played well here, so, but it's just we haven't really seen much out of him since winning the PGA. So, it's just enough of a concern for me. E one hundred, I think there's some guys coming up that I'd just rather play in the high sevens.
0: He's literally finished once inside the top sixty, like this summer, outside of the PGA Championship. It's amazing. I mean, it was an, it was it really is amazing. I mean, it was a miracle win. For Phil, the thrill, he thrilled us one more time. But the reality is that win feels like it happened this year in that regard. But as far as like looking at his career, you'd be like, oh, he won that, you know, four years ago, right. four years from now, you'd probably look at it and say he won it eight years ago because you wouldn't believe that in this season, regardless of his age, that he won that tournament because he has not played any good golf besides that.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I just
0: to keep it fresh, I'll fade Brennan Todd, who was 10th at the Wyndham but missed a bunch of cuts, really hasn't made a cut outside of the Wyndham since uh, late June, and it's football season. He's from Pittsburgh.
1: <laughs> you don't have Furick around anymore, so you got to find another guy to take the Pittsburgh shot at.
0: Correct. What, what would you do if we found out like he actually didn't like the Steelers, and all of a sudden I'd be like, God, I love this guy.
1: <laughs> I mean, I get what you're saying with the foreman Brendan Todd, but this kind of feels like a course he'd be okay at, short course, Need this to hit feels like a ways, course for him. But yeah, that's just, that's tough to ask.
0: This this actually does feel like a course for him. I mean, maybe Max Homa would be the real fade because the price right next to Charlie Hoffman, a very popular guy whose name might get in, put in more lineups. Like maybe he actually is a more reasonable fade. Uh, not that I don't like Max. I mean, I cashed a ticket when he won Riviera, but it hasn't been good lately. No, he's kind of been
1: struggling a little bit too in that regard.
0: Yeah, so maybe Max is really the fade. So I took my my shot at Pittsburgh, uh, which maybe I should stop doing since I'm going to be there in two weeks for a Bengals game. Oh, nice. We'll, we'll see how nice that is when we talk a day or two afterwards. So that's what, week three or week four? That's week three. <laughs> so two weeks from today, as we're recording this podcast on Monday, of uh, week one in the NFL, we'll be reliving that instance, hopefully.
1: Oh, so boy. What a tough stretch of uh, historic teams here for the Bengals playing the Bears and the Steelers.
0: Yeah, and then the Jaguars. Historic teams.
1: <laughs> uh, are you ready to, are You ready to go to 7K? Yes.
0: All right, I won't rip through them all, but uh, as you can imagine, the names have started to dwindle a little bit. Skeeter, there's a couple names that strike my fancy in this 7K tier. Mm-hmm. Who stands out to you?
1: Well, he's the other guy that I've bet at 80 1. If we're talking about no putting, and he jumps up here in, in the stats, I don't, has he played here before? Did he play here last year? He did, with a fourteenth, seventy nine hundred. Doug Gim, Arlington Heights, Illinois boy. Um, race tenth my model fifth in opportunities gained, sixth in fairways gained, eleventh birdies or better. He's another one that kind of struggled the putter throughout, but maybe that doesn't matter much. But everything else here, kind of, you know. He's pretty solid in all the other stats. 16 T to green. 80 to one, I think, is a pretty large number. Decent showing here last year. Seventy nine hundred? I'm I'm in on Doug Gim. Do you want to know
0: what I actually am interested in Doug Gim too? You want to know what the seven K looks like. Here's my guy. Adam Hadwin? Uh, no. <laughs> but it's another it's another guy from my fantasy team from last year. It's gonna be Harry Higgs at seventy six hundred. Oh, okay. Higgs popped a little bit at the end, right? This guy can run really hot and cold. I mean, he competed with Phil at the PGA Championship, then didn't make a cut but won for a month and a half. But then he was 15th at Wyndham, 16th at Northern Trust. Now, 38th at BMW isn't really that great because it was a smaller field, but it also wasn't terrible. Harry Higgs has played pretty good here as well. So uh, as I'm scrolling down to get to him, Higgs has had a decent run here. Where'd you go, Harry? Harry. probably right under the other guy I was looking second last year 23rd the year before so Higgs pops here he's kind of hot right now I like Harry Higgs I like the guy I'm a a fan so that's a little
1: bit of a helper there but I'll go with Harry Higgs as my fave also you know he did lose uh, the the bet with the match against Phil I think it was at the at Liberty National the, the money match on Tuesday I think it was
0: I was unaware of that. I was probably drafting a fantasy team, or I was still playing in my golf league that Tuesday. Yeah,
1: because they were, they were, uh, Harry Higgs kind of responded to Phil about something like, yeah, I, you know, I'll play in one of your money games. It Phil's like, well, I'll see you at Memphis. And, and Harry's like, well, I didn't qualify for Memphis. We'll have to do this at, uh, at Liberty <laughs> National. So Phil, of course, gave him the business. And I think Domin and somebody else were involved too. It was two on two, but, uh, yeah, team Phil won.
0: Well, that's all right. Then Harry Higgs gets revenge on him this week.
1: My only issue with Higgs here is like, yeah, he's had good finishes, and maybe this is a plus or whatever. He lost major strokes in approach in all of those last three tournaments, including six at BMW. Very he reliant, makes long pots, yeah. Very reliant on Potter around the green. So if his I mean, if his irons can come back a little bit, you might be onto something there.
0: Well, I planned on betting him. I have yet to make it to the books since I'm not in a legal state yet. I plan on betting him though. I think he's eighty to one as well. So I, when you were reaching for Doug Gim, I was like, "Is he going Harry? Is he going Higgs?" Because Higgs is eighty to one as well at the book I go to, and I'm I'm planning on playing that one. So um, is Higgs your second? Have I talked you into him that much? You got somebody else you like better after Doug Gim.
1: My second, and I may have some others because it's seven K range. Uh, another guy with a course, a decent course history, and short course courses tend to do well. 7,600 Brian Stewart. Uh, third last year, 17th the year before. Has made four straight cuts. When I pull up him on the stats, he's fourth in fairways, gained number one in putting. Hmm, would not have guessed that. Seventh birdies were better, 13th opportunities gained. Not the best part of five guy, but he can at least hold his own. 7,600, he was kind of starting to play a little bit well throughout the summer, if I remember right. Missed at Northern Trust, but prior to that, 15th at Wyndham. Sixth at 3M, 15th at Barbersall, 8th at John Deere. Uh, last two turns... Loss on approach, which isn't great, but the putter has been hot Has a decent course history. I think 7,600 is a fair price on Stewart.
0: I'm not really, I like Stewart too. Actually, I was noticing the course history too. So he's a guy I'll get on as well. Um, I'm struggling to find my other. It would be very easy to go with the barn rat or Brennan Steele. guys. uh, One who coming off of a great weekend, Uh, another who's played really good here. I think though I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path here with Aaron Rye, oh. who almost won the uh, the Boise Open about a month ago, yep. and it was like a it was it was like a really devastating loss. When he took like four strokes from uh, just off the green, lost oh. the tournament, but gained his card that day. He didn't play so great in the other two Corn Ferry Tour playoff uh, play uh, tournaments, but he just comes off of a 14th at the BMW uh, over in Europe. That's big boy competition for Aaron Rye. So the last two tournaments that really mattered, and oh, by the way, the WGC FedEx St. Judy was 26. We've seen some good play from Aaron Rye, 19th at the Open. Maybe this is one of the guys, and I don't even think of him as a Corn Fairy Tour guy because I always thought of him first as like an English uh, English a Euro Tour guy, but I'm going to go with Aaron Rye here, dude.
1: I think his finishes at the WGC and the Open probably got him enough points to play the Corn Ferry Tour finals, and then that's where he took advantage. I get what you're saying. There was somebody else. I was maybe it was Kiradak too, and I think there was a third. I don't know if it was Lucas Bear or not, but I guess my concern is these guys who played the Corn Ferry Tour Finals and then went to Wentworth and then coming back here. It's almost that lots, lot of travel yeah. that I worry about a little bit. But you know, especially I mean, I think uh, Boise to Columbus to Indiana to. Where's Wentworth at? England somewhere? It's
0: in, it's somewhere in England, yeah.
1: And now all the way to California. I mean, that's a lot of mileage. Granted, maybe some of these Euro g- tour guys are used to it because you know going from Switzerland to Austria to you know s- the Canary Islands or whatever. There's you know they got some travels to do too. So maybe I'm overlooking that. But no, everything you say makes sense. I just worry about that travel aspect on Aaron Rye.
0: It sounds like you just booked my new uh, my next trip after we win a Millie Maker.
1: Oh, we'd go play that course, go find some connections, play that course in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Go hit up uh, uh, St. Andrews and Liberty National, find our way there, and go play Pebble.
0: We better both win a Millie Maker if we're making this kind of trip.
1: I mean, hey,
0: Powerball, <laughs> whatever.
1: We'll find a way.
0: Anybody else in the 7Ks that uh, that strikes your fancy? Yeah,
1: I got a few names here. Ryan Moore at 7,500 has a good yeah. history. He was, you know, maybe the, just the John Deere thing kind of uh, popped there. Taylor Moore, he's one of the Corn Ferry graduates. Um, one Memorial Health Championship, I think it was here in Springfield. Followed that up with the second place the next week. And then he was 10th at Boise, 10th at Nason Y. That's what got, I, I'm assuming he hit his tour card before then, but. Even before he won down in Springfield, he had a 7th at Colorado, 5th at Maine. So, I mean, the guy's had six top 10s in the last seven starts, and I really don't care what tour you're on. That at least should get you a little bit of attention. So, Mm -hmm. at 7,700, he was one that kind of popped up for that reason. Um, Taylor Pendrith, another Corn Ferry Tour graduate at 7,400. His limited rounds that we have data on, good par 5, good opportunities gained, which I which I don't mind on that one. And then a guy who won, I think, in Columbus, the kind of a surprising winner, Adams Benson at 7,200. He'd been on tour before, too, so his previous stats coming in, second tee to green, fourth in approach, third opportunities gained, fifth in the proximity ranges, 10th par 5 strokes gained. So I don't know where that's necessarily coming from, but I know he's played on the tour before, um, as I said, he won in, one in Columbus, so um, all those things kind of make me interested in him. What about Hank Lebiota? Yeah, I looked at him too. Nothing for there. I'm fine with it. I, I almost wonder if he kind of hit a summer stretch and then kind of you know has tailed off a little bit, but you know I don't think that's a terrible play.
0: Seb Straka.
1: Uh, probably somebody. If I play him, I'm betting him first round leader because that just kind of seems to be able everything he does.
0: He's got like three top fifteens and then a bunch of miscuts. That <laughs> so.
1: sounds like Sebstrack, Strachan.
0: Yeah. What about Pat and Kazire? That's another one that kinda of just made me take a look.
1: Um I mean, if you like Webb and you like Brands, I mean, doesn't doesn't uh Kazire kind of fit that mode of that's you know, if this is gonna play like a tournament in South Carolina or Georgia? Maybe he has that narrative a little bit, but he didn't pop for me.
0: Okay. Um Tom Hoagie. I think that's the one I also didn't mention that Tom Hoagie just seems to find a way every once in a while to make a bunch of birdies in a birdie fest.
1: He is poor man's cam champ. Okay. That's fair. Like guy who just come out of nowhere to top five somewhere and miss like six straight cuts after that.
0: Yeah. That sounds fair. Um, I guess. I guess I look at this field, maybe, and maybe I am oh. discounting some of the corn fairy guys just because I don't know them so well. But I look at this field and go, "Eh, maybe this is when he pops."
1: No, I mean, what? Where did he pop? Was it? He had, it a, he had a playoff fourth events,
0: recently. It? Yeah, he had a fourth recently. The
1: Northern Trust.
0: As um, now I've scrolled away from his name and I am losing. Northern lost, Trust. Lost. Okay, there you
1: go. Yeah, that's what got him into the. B- wasn't he like in the like? He barely made the playoffs. Gets a fourth, and he got himself. He played himself into the BMW.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he barely made the playoffs. I mean, if you look at his run over the summer, I'm sure he barely made it.
1: Yeah, it was the 12th at Valero, 25th at Heritage, 12th at Pebble, and the 3rd at OHL that probably got him in.
0: What's the Valero?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I mean the Charlie Hoffman Invitational.
0: Oh, the Valero is what's in parentheses behind that. Okay.
1: <laughs> you know, this no, is I what – you know, I mean, this is the Fortinet slash Segway slash Brendan Steele invitational. And he's 100 to 1. I might just throw five bucks on him to win just to, for old time's sake.
0: I will. I've had a good run with Steele. I guess it was a couple years ago at Honda. So I'll, I'll get involved there oh, as well. Right. Yeah. You ready to go six? Oh, wait. No, no. We need a fade. We talked about everybody oh. we love so much. Who are you fading in this 7K tier?
1: Um, you know what? God bless him. It's Kieradec. This is that travel, and where did that come from? Like he had not been playing well, and all of a sudden he's gonna go win Wentworth. Like that was a—he probably should have won, but Billy Ho got him. Um, yeah, I—I'll fake Kieradec just to travel.
0: He's not a guy who usually uh, puts three or four good weeks in a row together no, either. No, no. Um, but I won't follow suit there. Uh I love Lamborghini's vapes and uh Yeezy. So I won't fade him. I'll fade Matt Kucher instead. I didn't think I'd say that at a tournament like this where he was priced 7k, but a tournament like this and he's priced 7k.
1: That's fair. Um by the way, how many uh, how many new uh items did Kierdeck buy after his performance at BMW?
0: I'd like to think a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe Tom he on. had to get a new apartment for his new shoes.
0: Uh maybe he's gotten more more Ooh. shoes lately.
1: Talk about a guy who would probably appreciate some wine and cigars you know, here at Napa. Kuredeks certainly fits that uh, profile.
0: Are we ready now? Oh, No comment. Okay. Well, I—I I, I mean, I—I I, I, I don't know what to say. I—I I, I gave you my Yeezys. I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. No,
1: no, that's fine. Hey, that's all right. Uh,
0: are we ready to take it to these six Ks? Yes. There anything down there you want?
1: There's a few names that uh, popped. Um, okay. Let me, let me, as I put the timestamp on here. Cam Percy, 6800, rates out really well for me. 17 to green, first and approach, second opportunities gained. Good par five guy, good wedge guy, not great putter, not, not great par four, which from 400 450, which is a little bit of an issue here. But he popped. Then I look at this course history. 23rd last year, seventh two years ago, so. Decent little start here. Good stats at 6,800. He's in play for me.
0: I don't know if there's a whole lot in this 6K tier that strikes my fancy. I mean, I look at names at the very top, like Willett and Armor, and those are guys I've played before, and I don't hate doing so. But I think in this particular field, just go 6,500, go Jim Herman. May as well just stick to my guns here.
1: Yeah, the one... Yeah, armor's popping in my stats. Did I look at his tournament history. He's never made a it's cut. no good. Here. Like, short course, usually Ryan Armour, but, boy, if he's missed... A, if he hasn't made a cut here, it's hard for me to get behind in multiple attempts, no matter how good the stats are. The only other guy that popped a little bit for me is 6800, Bo Hogue. Uh 5th in approach, 8th in proximity for 200+, 13th tee to green, 25th fairways gained. So that kind of popped up. Missed the cut at wind, but prior to that, 16th at 3M, 11th at Barbasol. 13th Memorial missed the U.S. Open, but he at least been making cuts and some decent fields. So I guess, you know, 6,800, that's better than a lot of guys in this range. I mean, I'm not on – I mean, I was trying to look up some of these Corn Fairy guys, but nobody really jumped out at me. Maybe I'm missing somebody, but nobody really jumped at me. Like, I looked at, like, Lipsky. Um, I know a U- University of Illinois guy, he's on 6,200, uh, Nick Hardy. He had played really well earlier in this early in the Corn Ferry season, but recent results hadn't been there. And I you know, I'll say my fade. There's a guy I'm gonna fade just on principle alone.
0: This really. isn't a John Deere comp, is it? I'm not trying to goof you with your 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 uh your your love for the John Deere, but champs won here and he's won or he played well at John Deere this year, right? Yes. Is is there any kind of comp or am I reaching?
1: Um, I mean, easy par seventy two. I mean, Ryan Moore's had a decent history here. He's a winner there. Um, I'm
0: trying to figure out why I should like Scott Brown, which I probably shouldn't.
1: He popped a little bit of my stats too. He, Interesting. Okay. I mean, he, of course, history isn't great. Uh, it's not, so, but
0: he has had two. He made a couple cuts and was seventeenth, like uh, you know, in 2014. So a long time ago,
1: or 12th. I'm sorry, 12th. Okay. Um. I mean, Patrick Rogers has played well at Deer, and he's had an okay history here. So that's a, probably a loose comp. Okay. I was just looking for a reason
0: to have somebody else because I really just, I mean, I just don't really have a whole lot of love for 6K this week. So yeah. I was trying to come up with something. I was trying to, I was trying to, like, make something materialize out of thin air there. I mean, Varner's
1: played, Varner's played well at Deer.
0: So well, there, there's some, then there's some, there's probably reason enough when I'll go 10 lineups. Cause I did it. Be I did it the tour championship too, by the way. Oh, I cast all 10 lineups. I don't think I told you that. Oh, did I,
1: you did? No, you did. Cause I was like, that's awesome.
0: I went very heavy with the same. Co- I mean, you almost have to, when there's only a 30 man field, oh, but, right. uh, so I'll stick to my guns with 10 lineups and I'll probably find Scott Brown. That's probably, probably how I'll, I'll end up getting like non and a lineup together with Herman and Brown what what could possibly go wrong oh
1: absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
0: Um, alright well I want to know who your fate is
1: I suspect he'll be popular because he usually is and his stats are really good but you know what I'm going to save him for the masses because I never get this guy right 6700 Kyle Stanley like I, I do not get Kyle Stanley correct so that's I'm just like you know what I'm not playing him here It's probably bad. It's a dumb reason the stats pointed out. What is his course history here? If he's even has any. Uh, cut in 20 seconds. So there's a case for it. I'm just like, you know what? I have a feeling he'll be popular. So I'm just, no.
0: Truth be told, I don't really have a fade here. And as I'm trying to like, once again, materialize one out of nothing. What about Jason? Quietly decent lately. Duffner. Yeah. Where is he at, price-wise? He is 6800 6800
1: He I mean, actually rates out pretty well in my model. Fourth. That's what I mean. I was just kind of
0: looking, and I mean, he's been playing good. And, by the way, he was 18th at John Deere.
1: Oh, well, I mean. <laughs> 26th at three M, twenty four. I mean, no, he's been... He's been really good, consistent all around. The approach has been okay. Uh, lost a tenth at the window, but whatever. But gaining off the tee, gaining around the green, putter has kind of been slightly uh, kind of, or maybe more about average.
0: I don't hate it. You can talk about a guy who's usually not a good putter either. I mean, if you are, if we're, if we're backfilling well, a narrative,
1: yeah. Jason
0: Duffner might get bet now. One
1: hundred twenty fourth putting. Um, let's see, twenty ninth miscut, miscut here. Yeah, I don't hate it.
0: Okay. Yeah, I just looked at that one and I was like, well, there's a big name people might be on. I was like, actually, I might have a reason to be on him, so. Right, I, I don't really have a fade, but I'll give you, I really don't have a fade. We'll just, we'll, we'll throw out Kelly Kraft because it's at the very bottom.
1: Kelly so he'll probably, Craft.
0: he'll probably make the cut. all?
1: Was, was the last time he played?
0: I, well, he's uh, in the Corn Fairy recently. Byron Nelson's last one I see stats on for him. That's the last time he played on the PGA Tour. Yeah, that's correct.
1: Uh, heck, oh. How can you fade somebody whose last made cut was the CHI?
0: Um, you know, I grabbed the wrong name. Because the truth is I don't have a fade. Because, I mean, there's just <laughs> there's, a, there's a million warts on every name down here, uh, quite frankly. I was going to fade Nick Watney, but then I remembered he's Charlie Hoffman's buddy and he's been playing decent too. <laughs>
1: I like how you know as soon as I said CHI, you knew exactly what I meant.
0: Well, you know, I mean, I asked you not to call it the uh, the uh, Valero earlier, right?
1: I did. So, you know, was just kind of abbreviating. <laughs> yeah. You know what? For, uh, for what we thought was just going to be a lackluster podcast, but we've returned to mid-season form on this.
0: Well, you know, there are certain things that will always make me pop, no matter what, and uh, Seagull references will always be one of them.
1: Can I I actually make you happy with something else from a football perspective? Absolutely. Uh, Hollywood has a touchdown.
0: Oh, let's go. I need that as people are going to be listening like on a Tuesday going, uh, you probably, (laughs) it'll be old news, but that makes me very happy. So I'm looking forward to hopefully getting some, uh, week one fantasy wins that I need on Monday night.
1: Hopefully there's a second one. Unfortunately, it means in one league, Justin Tucker only has two points where you need 20. So that's not looking good for you. I already knew that wasn't happening, boss. Oh, okay. I'm
0: trying. When, when you have, I'm in 20 leagues. So when you get to Monday night, you, you know where to trim the fat.
1: you know what? That's a good point.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm more about, uh, Trying to find that middle ground for uh, for like Darren Waller to help me out and not hurt me.
1: Uh, one catch on seven targets. So. Beautiful. Beautiful. And by the um, way, I, I don't think I'm repeating my showdown success from uh, the Monday Night g- Week One Monday Night game a year ago. Just just throwing that out there. It's probably not. It's not working you can, well so far. You okay. can
0: have it next week.
1: I'll, you know what? I'll take it any points. I just want I just want a couple times where I have a legit chance to win. That's all I can ask for. And whether whether you know. Whether I get the chips to fall in my favor or not, or if it turns out to be like every Sunday when I have a chance to win a PGA Tour, or a, golf turn- a DFS golf turn- a tournament my golfers all tank, oh well.
0: God, I really needed Rom to win last week. I don't know how much money it would have changed, but I had sixty percent Rom, no Patrick Cantley. So, yes. But I like Patrick Cantley so much. I'm sitting here cheering for like Rom, but I'm like, you know what? But I like Cantley. Like I like this kid a lot. I mean, he's not a kid, but he is to me, I guess. But I like I'm, I, I'm like I'm falling in love with this guy a little bit. He's becoming one of my favorites.
1: And as as you saw, it's, I think it's since the, our golf league group. Um, I have his rookie autograph card.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right.
1: (laughs) You know, I kept him in a vampire. I sent you Hoffman and Boo.
0: Well, I guarantee you that I'd prefer the two that are in my possession.
1: Well, I I know you do, especially because you would (laughs) never want a vampire uh, autograph.
0: No, it would only be like, you know, uh, thank goodness he didn't win, by the way. (laughs) Going back to the uh, BMW uh, (laughs) Wentworth. I like how I, I did.
1: Th- oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, I did see like he was making a run as I'm getting ready for the Bengals game. Like, and we don't need this today. We don't need this.
1: <laughs> I like how we've mentioned every single reference of ours Vampire, Charlie, the John Deere. Um... Completely unplanned. Like, I'm sitting here going.
0: I don't know if I should say this, but I think John Deere might be a comp course. I'm not sure of it, but I feel like it's at least <laughs> worth asking. I'm like, man, we really are just hitting all the bu- the bullet points here.
1: And by the way, thank you to the four people who are listening to this still at this point. We greatly appreciate your uh, patronage. <laughs> um. And on that, on that point, uh, I think we're done with DraftKings. But we are
0: potentially getting into the one and done for the oh. fall season. So with everyone still at your disposal in this field – I don't know if you go Rom. Do you just go Rom and move on with life in this regard?
1: I mean, that's my initial thought, but do we game theory it?
0: Maybe. Maybe, but I think you'd have to go like Rom, Kevin Nas playing really good. Uh, But then, like, seriously, are you going to go HV3? I'll go Charlie Hoffman, but honestly, I wouldn't use Hoffman here. I'd save him for a place he plays a little better. Are you going Ches Reavy? Because if that's what you're getting to, like Sebastian Munoz, Chez Reavy, Kevin Nah, I wouldn't pick Cam Tringali. He's never won. I guess he might eventually.
1: Zalator. Um. Yeah, I'm thinking Ches. Like, I can save Rom for what the WGC. There's still one more of those. There's a Zozo. Mm-hmm. There's a CJ Cup. Like, like this feels like you know Rom might steamroll this. But, man, if, you know, from a game theory perspective, he's, you know, in a 50, what, 56-person field? Aren't, like, at least half the field probably going to own him? Like,
0: I was going to say, at least 10 people are, are going to have him, and half the, the field outside. is thinking of it, right?
1: Yeah, so, maybe it's just, I mean, was it 50 bucks? Like, I, mean, I kind of want to play for the win here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. i, I got to debate that one. It's either Rom yeah, or Chez for me.
0: If Rom wins, then you've put yourself behind the uh, eight ball against everyone else. But I mean, that's not new for say. me. Yeah, it's, it's about how you want to go, What's your how you want a game theory, what's going to happen this week.
1: I mean, it's not like I have great success at one and done, so I'm also try to just be off the beaten path because, you know, what do I have to lose? Mm, 50 more bucks. I mean, I'm going to do that anyway, so might as well <laughs> – you know, I'm also loose by trying to be play game theory instead of taking Rom and he finishes like 13th.
0: Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. We'll uh we'll give it a look. Anything else this week, Skeeter, for uh for what I guess I'm like way more excited about now than I was an hour ago. I know. Quite
1: I was... frankly. I'm I'm more excited about this tournament than I was. I know, like we were like, yeah, okay, it's the first one football started, okay, and then but once we, you know, all it took was a little little seagull discussion and some yeah. of our favorite players that we like mentioning, and all of a sudden, hey, you know what, hey, that's right, we like this thing. Oh, hey, look at some bets, you know, 80-1, to 101 to 100 numbers, 250 on Herminator, like, all right, we're back.
0: Doesn't take long to get them juices flowing, does it? No, it doesn't.
1: <laughs> because guess Good what? Guess what we're going to do Thursday morning, we're still watching Shot Tracker and... We're following mm-hmm. along. It doesn't matter if it's the fall swing or or the masters. We're following along.
0: Do you know how weird it felt not staring? I forgot to claim my crowns twice this week.
1: <laughs> oh no.
0: Fortunately it was twenty-five crowns each, not like ah. the dollar, two dollar giveaways as I made at the platinum for the first time ever.
1: Right.
0: Uh with all the extra like my like golf points, uh, and that's something else too. We've we both got to look into that to see what the uh, if what the fall swing like PGA rewards are, or if they're if there are even any new ones. There probably aren't, are there?
1: I can't imagine they're doing anything for the fall swing, but maybe they will.
0: Yeah, we'll take a look. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep you posted as well. Also- well, Skeeter,
1: anything else? Anything
0: else before we put the Fortinet uh, podcast to bed and get ready to place our lineups?
1: No, uh, no podcast next week because it's Ryder Cup. I don't think there's going to be DraftKings. If there are, um, we'll see.
0: Yeah, and even if there is, I mean, there's only 24 players, so I guess there was only 30 for the Tour Championship, so it's not significantly different. But yeah, I'm with you. It's just such a different event. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't even know. All I would be doing is guessing on what makes sense if they come out with a contest. So. Um,
1: you know what? If I'm they come out with- of the contest, I'm protesting because there's no Mollywood this year at the Ryder Cup.
0: Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm protesting because there's no Seagull on Team America again. That's fair. All right, Skeeter. Well, um, with that, I say uh, thank you very much and good luck to you this week, my friend. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully it goes as good as it did for me at the tour championship. I'd love to see uh, 10 cashing lineups again.
1: I would, yeah, I would love to have a solid cash again, like I did a- at the tour championship. So, Hey, let's go for a repeat two in a row.
0: Beautiful. Appreciate everybody listening for Skeeter Robinson. I'm James Adams. We've been talking Fortinet championship here on the Fantastics, my fantasy fix DFS golf podcast.